1: Welcome back to Almost Famous. This is part two of my interview with the increasingly funny, and hilarious, and brilliant Lou Sanders. I hope you're enjoying it. Uh, please do keep supporting the podcast. Uh, subscribe to us, rate us, and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts. And I hope you enjoy the second part. Thanks a lot. I wonder if there was, I wonder if there was any subconscious, subconscious part of you that in that that's almost like a distraction from a fear of failure do you know what I mean like if if you'd given up all of that stuff and you'd worked so hard without that stuff and you still weren't getting to where you wanted to be that you wouldn't have any excuse do you know what I mean yeah
2: plus I loved getting battered yeah
1: (laughs) do you know what I feel ashamed because there've definitely been times where you've given up booze I've been like are you sure you don't want to come out for a drink yeah yeah, I don't think I've ever seen you in like the in in some of those scenarios I guess because yeah. Well we've
2: only actually hung out how many times have we actually hung out like not that many
1: No since we worked together not that many but kind of just more of a more of a Our work, more of a texty of more of a texty yeah, uh, friendship
2: It's weird because we are I feel like we're really good friends but we never actually hang out because either you, you were not drinking or I wasn't drinking you went through a phase of not drinking as well mm-hmm. and then or more i guess yeah also and then, relationships
1: I think they are definitely I can yeah. certainly speak for myself where it's like when I'm in a relationship at times it means that I'm less present for friends and stuff that's, for oh, sure.
2: that's such a man thing and it's absolutely ridiculous I must say
1: it is a um, ma- it, it is a man thing it's appalling
2: and then busy everyone's busy all the time but we t- we arrange to hang out and then we never make it but but so you haven't actually seen me out oh my god we did go to the BBC party together yeah Do you remember that it was like so and that was
1: in 2007
2: Yeah, but was I pissed then?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You tried to get off with me on the bus.
2: Oh my God, you see? (laughs) But I didn't think you were that pissed. I just thought, that's nice. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I, I, would have been hammered if I'm trying to get off with you. Oh my (laughs) goodness, no, you've ruined everything. (laughs) I'm joking, I'm joking. Why didn't you get off with me? I had a girlfriend. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cheeky, isn't it, of me? Cheeky. It is a bit cheeky, but. um, I was hammered. Oh, yeah, but we were really good friends, and you were so flirting with me as well. Of course I was. Fucking hell. Of men are the worst.
1: Oh, because you've never flirted with someone when you've had a boyfriend?
2: <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm very sweet.
1: <laughs> no, you've gone very quiet
2: and completely giggly. I am very sweet.
1: Um, so I never saw your show, Shame Pig, but it was about owning some of that stuff, right? Can you kind of give an idea of, of, of what it was about
2: Um,
1: in a, in a yeah. paragraph?
2: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, just about uh, shame and not taking it on. You know, the difference between shame and embarrassment and how shame is very damaging, blah, blah, blah.
1: Right. And
2: that was Lots it. Of, uh, well, loads of stories about, loads of funny stories about uh, shaming myself.
1: Yeah. And so how did it, how did it feel then when that show started getting real, you know, interest and buzz and finally, presumably finally you thought, oh, this is where I was supposed to be five, six years ago.
2: Yeah, I did like that. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is better, actually, getting people into the show with no effort. I like this. I like this side of things. Yes, please.
1: So, I never thought, so I, to be honest, in terms of your stand up, I never thought that you. You that
2: good. (laughs) I never
1: thought, I never thought that you weren't kind of where, say, Sarah was because of drunkenness or anything or boozing, although I hadn't seen that much of that. No, I thought, I always thought you're a genius, but that you didn't have enough jokes i mean i do love jokes right i love kind of quite simple jokes but then what became clear when i started seeing clips of your stuff a few years ago is that you started having way more jokes and i wondered if that was like a conscious decision or it just you you started being able to write in a different way or anything like that
2: well, i do not know i don't remember i don't remember a time where i didn't have jokes baby um <laughs> i don't know maybe i know i'll tell you what i did do i went more mainstream i did go more mainstream because when I started, I had, um, like, I was doing things like the tiny little trolley dash. Do you remember that? Tiny uh. little trolley dash. And it was um, a trolley dash where you get little things. <laughs> and things that were, like, quite, uh, yeah, a lot of props yeah. and stuff like that. So they were jokes, but just in a different way. I suppose they weren't, like, it wasn't as accessible. As accessible.
1: Yeah, by jokes, I don't mean there weren't funny jokes in your shows i just mean that it was there was kind of lack there was you know you've since had like quite a lot of traction saying like that dave's one line of the fringe you've had a few of those things where it's quite simple setup punchline yeah. stuff
2: when i started doing twitter i did like enjoy the, the you know one liners more and stuff it is worth telling the listeners that we did sleep with each other uh in the end didn't we no we didn't <laughs> oh did we not <laughs> did we not
1: no so the day after I broke up with said girlfriend, you yeah. came. You came over to my flat, and we were doing some writing to together. And we were sat on my sofa, and you said, "Do you fancy a little tumble?" Did I? <laughs> yeah. And I know that because I've since said to pretty much every girlfriend I've got that the greatest, the greatest come on I've ever had in the history of time was my friend Lou said, so, "Do you fancy a little tumble?" So then we went to my bed and had a little tumble, but we didn't have sex.
2: Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that's so cute (laughs) well done (laughs) (laughs) this
1: is uh this has gone in a different direction than I thought it would um why don't you I feel like I feel like if it were me getting this opportunity it would be a big big moment so can you tell us a little bit about getting on the James Corden show what was that like did you have to fly out there how did you feel
2: oh my god yeah I was really happy to do it it is a money money loss leader uh but that's okay Um, right they didn't pay your travel no and and my agent's really cautious so he always waits until something's like signed and sealed to act on it so he was like don't book your flights yet and then they went up and just the day that I was going was like really expensive because you anyway so I ended up and then I put myself into a nice hotel because I thought I've got to be relaxed and I've got to be by the beach and all this stuff so then, because I could have stayed with a friend, but I wanted to run through my set loads of notes because I was quite nervous. So I thought it's easier to do it in my own space and feel guilty about being in someone's house and stuff. So yeah, it ended up costing me money to go. Plus, which I wouldn't mind, but then I love LA and I love the beach and I, and it was hot and it was not hot in, uh, in England. And I was like, I'd do anything to stay on the beach. But guess what? I could only go for one day. And I thought that's a blight on the environment and yeah, I was so tired and I really wanted to like stay. I, I know it sounds a bit like, oh, boohoo, but but um, yeah, I wanted to stay so bad, but I had a tour show in Brighton and my agent was like, you can't cancel the tour show. So uh,
1: hold so. on, hold on. So I'm, <sighs> I feel like I know the ins and outs of these things quite well, but at what point do they book an English comedian who they know lives in England and not offer to pay for the travel or is it, is it because they think it's, you know, they know it's such an opportunity for you that they're yeah. like, take it or leave it.
2: Yeah. yeah. They know it's an opportunity for you also. I mean, they do pay you, but you end up spending more than you yeah. may, um, and also I had an American visa and I really wanted to use it before it ran out. And it was um, like about, that's why I think my agents set it up. They were like, hey, hey, she's got a visa for about 10 more days. So if you want her, book her now. And they were like, all right, cool. And then, yeah. Could you not so have was,
1: done it if you didn't have that visa?
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and I had a three-year visa and I didn't use it once. So I was determined to use it before it ran out. So I was happy. I was really happy to do it. It was really fun. He was really... Uh, kind and nice and like introed me really well so it was like it was easier because of his intro yeah
1: Um, and how do you feel when you watch back something like that do you
2: oh that one I stand by that's the only stand-up clip that I completely I'm like, yeah, that's how I want it. Because all the others, they have to cut into them. So you do like a 20, like the Apollo. I love the producer of the Apollo. I love the Apollo. But I did like 25 minutes and then they have to edit it down to seven minutes. So you're not in the edit room. Whereas like, so it's never going to be exactly what you want it to be, even with the best director, editor in the world. And they do edit that show really well, Apollo. But it's never going to be you know whereas that show they run it exactly as is so if it's not how you want it you've only got yourself to blame and I do I really liked that that one I stand by that because I know and also I tried a new joke uh that I'd only written like uh yeah a week or so before and so I was quite pleased yeah I was quite pleased with that bit and stuff so yeah I don't mind that bit
1: and I've seen you speak about uh being trolled from some of your tv appearances how do you deal with that side of things
2: well, I don't get it that much, uh, Touchwood. But I think that's again. I think the more you're on stuff, the more you get it. Maybe and the, like the more mainstream the show is. <laughs> the, the one that I can think of that happened that was slightly like was uh, House of Games. Yeah. And I. I mean, this called... is such
1: a Richard Osman based episode. <laughs> oh,
2: I know, I know. I cool. Called... I love House the... of
1: Games. By the way, I want to say that I think I think it's a brilliant, brilliant format.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's got a full mass. Um, But, so the Richard Rev Coles, Richard Rev Coles was on, right? And he, so we filmed the episode ages before it came out. And then it came out, and just the week before or something, Richard Rev Coles' boyfriend had died. Yeah. So, of course, everyone's really protective of him as well they should be, because they think that this is recorded recently and he's in mourning. Yeah. And but it was before the mourning. Anyway, and then I... Like one of the rounds, you're not on there to be funny, but of course I'm a comedian. So anyway, I basically ended up calling him a slug for a joke because I was like, he was, he, he, I, it was just a joke because yeah. he stitched on one of the points and blah, blah, blah. He took it as a joke. There was no Ill, Ill feeling or ill meaning at all. And then everyone on Twitter was going mad saying that is cruel. How dare she? That's very unkind. And I was just, I hadn't seen it i was doing gigs in vienna and i hadn't seen the tv show when everyone was kicking off online i was like oh my gosh maybe i've come across like a real bitch and i i think everyone should be kind to each other definitely and i think it was after the caroline flack thing maybe sure. i don't know but anyway i was like oh geez i feel so bad so i replied to them saying look I only meant it as a joke and I've not seen it, but I would never try and be called to someone and I'll, I'll sort of modify my behaviour even. Then I watched it and I thought, what are these lunatics going on about? Clearly it was a joke. Like, yeah. my God.
1: But don't you think, I I think with something as big as that, right? If I was the producer of that show... Then I would see, obviously, that my guest for the following week's run of shows has just lost his boyfriend. And I would go through those episodes with a fine tooth comb and make sure there was nothing that could potentially make that show look bad. And I'm not suggesting that your joke did, but if there's anything even on the line, I, I think it's their responsibility to cut that out.
2: Well, I think one honestly no one would think it was on the line two it's like a far reaching pro it's like one of the biggest viewerships like more than like cats or anything like that so mm-hmm. i think that like you're always going to get a proportion of people that you know like love it or hate it whatever but so i think i don't think it was on the line at all this i don't think it's reproducible also i guess like if you've delivered
0: millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host
2: it to the channel. Do you know what I mean? Like they probably delivered the series to the channel and yeah. locked it off. Yeah. And then, you know, and it and, and also to speak there's... there, Lou, love it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> locked I mean, it
2: off. But like there's a degree of you have to sort of think like, God, you can't control people's reactions to stuff, like whatever. And I guess like if you see it, it's like, okay, they're trying to protect him, it's quite sweet, I suppose. They've just like misread it, whatever. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, so you said earlier you're happy with your level of success and stuff. What what is like the dream? What's the dream scenario for Lu Sanders the comedian, your career goals?
2: Hmm. I'd like to somehow, especially at the moment, and this is gonna this I think I spoke not- to
1: you like a year ago and you said I want to own a house. And now you do, don't you?
2: I a flat. There you go. I, well, I mean, I've paid one mortgage payment on <laughs> <So laughs>
1: it. That counts for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I want to try and do something to make a difference in the world. <laughs> I know that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> but that is <laughs> uh but, you, but like with, uh, I mean, I'm not going to be a human rights lawyer. That's obvious. I mean, I think I'd make more uh, damage in the world if anyone let me on a case. <laughs> but uh, I want to do something that, Means something, I think. I think as you get older, everyone thinks that, don't they? Like, but do you have any
1: idea of what that would in in what in what arena that would take shape?
2: Sort of, but it's secret for now. Aww. And that is where I wouldn't mind having more um
1: Expo- a more more, uh, more,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. more profile for that kind of stuff, so you can hopefully have a positive impact in the on the world. And then I think if you're not using that platform at least some of the time for Something useful. That's a shame.
1: So you have this secret plan. Have you always had a kind of plan that you've not necessarily always said out loud, even from when you were young, like comedy? I performance asked if
2: I was a show off when I was younger, didn't yeah. you? Uh, and I didn't answer. Yeah, I was a massive show off. I, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, I'd come back from taking the register to the headmistress' offices when I was five, and coming back in, going, "I am back." <laughs> 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 it's always a little penis.
1: Very cute. Um, Okay, so I, uh, I have a quick fire kind of round that we usually tend to end the episodes with. Uh, you yeah. don't think you're famous, so I'm going to exchange the word fame for um, exposure, public exposure. But if you can try and give quite pithy answers to these questions, okay? Yeah. Um, what's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to you because of being in the public eye?
2: oh uh, okay do i have to be quick no i think someone's seeing me going for a piss in okay. the uh, woods <laughs> Hello? Where?
1: Where? was? The, i mean we need we need to get a vision of this of course
2: uh uh i can't remember the part holland park uh in the little foresty we we climbed over a thing and i went for a piss and someone definitely saw me and i think they, i think they knew who i was
1: but how do you think they knew who you were
2: because you can tell, like, uh, they were definitely, well, yeah, you can tell. You can absolutely tell. Like, this guy chatted me up once, and I know that he, I was like, oh, I here know. here we go. No, I was like, I know he chatting me up because he, like, I could tell by the way that he was looking over that he knew, that, like, he followed me on Twitter or something, I knew who I was. I could tell, and then it came out later. I'm really emotionally intelligent.
1: Yes, that can never be in doubt. Uh, what's the best thing about being in the public eye?
2: um once i got two free dresses are you from uh this American, this australian company um well i've forgotten what they're called now but their dresses are your
1: like, literal off- your one job is to remember what their com- what their company name oh, is once okay. you've been given free stuff
2: Dev- devio devio i think it's like devio hang on australian brand um and they the perfect the really- place for this company <laughs> oh that's that's a toilet brush um <laughs> do you want me to go and look in the dress i thought that's supposed to be no it's not important
1: to me but i feel like if you're getting free stuff from a brand i think the one thing they want you to know is what they're called yeah, and I of course too. to wear it on tv I,
2: yeah i did do too i don't they were straight they're only in australia anyway but do you wear either enough. of them on tv um now i've worn it on an online series i'm doing one of them so take that as a no.
1: Uh, I think take that as, you know, they've got something out of it. That's good. Uh, what's the worst thing about being in the public eye?
2: Well, I'm not in the public eye, but... Um... I mean, you've
1: been on TV a lot, Luke. Come on now. Okay, okay, this self-deprecation okay. isn't going to fly anymore.
2: Just like, yeah, like I say, if I'm eating badly or if I'm like acting like a like goon... That, and people are like oh oh and once i went into a service station with a shirt that i thought was a lot longer than it was and everyone was staring at me and i thought oh i embarrassing if they if they do recognize me it was like they could probably see my bum <laughs> it's because i was going to a river and i so i didn't think i needed bottoms and then of course i needed to stop to go to the toilet but at least it was quicker when i wasn't the toilet cuz i did have my bottoms to pull down I
1: feel like I feel like you revel in this kind of slightly shambolic uh nature of things that you get into, like scrapes you get into and stuff, and it also kind of feeds your material as well.
2: Not really, but I do think that people are too serious and it's like we don't need to wear bottoms all the time, guys.
1: <laughs> um, who is the most famous person in your phone?
2: Ooh, um cat is Catherine ryan the most famous person she's
1: very, she's very very famous
2: yeah i suppose Catherine ryan um richard osmond we've been through um there must be oh mel, no mel from the spice girls oh mel,
1: well how do you know mel from the spice girls
2: we friends well we sometimes text each other i don't know
1: because you met on a, on a thing
2: she came. I was supporting Catherine Ryan a few years ago, and she was there in the audience. And then we had a drink after. And then she came to my show at Soho Theatre the next night. Uh, and then I went to see Spice Girls with Catherine at the Wembley. It's called the Wembley. Yes. It is
1: called the Wembley. Were you a Spice Girls fan as a kid?
2: Yeah, I I was. Yeah. And then we had a drink afterwards. So it was really nice.
1: I feel like my audience. It would be remiss of me not to ask which Mel we're talking about here. Mel B. Mel B. Not, well, there's Mel C as well, of course. Yeah, I know, but I thought
2: I said Mel B. That's what I meant. Like, <laughs> I didn't mean like, obviously not Mel C. Mel C seems very cool.
1: Okay, final question. Knowing all that it entails and with the benefit of hindsight, would you give up ever being in the public eye if you had the chance, by which I mean you get the same career, the same security finances your whole life, but you just never, ever be recognised by anyone? Would that be more... Uh, enjoyable for you or something you wouldn't want to give up
2: I think I like it because it's a way of connecting you know and I guess it's a way of being seen and being like if I'm being completely honest I sort of like it if they've seen your work as a way of connecting you know yeah I like it
1: and do you think, I mean, I said it was the last question, but I do want to ask this. When you were a kid or when you were mm-hmm. kind of a teenager you're growing up or whatever, do you think there was a spark in you that was like, I do quite, I quite like to be famous.
2: Oh yeah, I wanted to be an actress. And then the thing is, I really wanted to be an actress when I was a kid and my mum was like, obviously not. No one from our family can do stuff like that. Like It's just not, you'll be a, like a physiotherapist or something. And I, and then I was really good at drama but then I wasn't like a type like there were all these like sort of very pretty elfin like blonde girls who got like a callback from Rada or there was do you know what I mean like there were different yeah. types like a classic rose and I didn't really fit and I was quite gaw- like sort of big and I didn't fit my body and I was awkward and by that time I was quite spotty and it was like I just sort of and I was quite heavy and I was you know I just sort of knew that like no, it's not girls like you who can do stuff like that. That was a message that I got from my parents and everything as well. And then, so I didn't really think about that for a while. Then I wanted to be a presenter, but again, I was like, did not look anything like a presenter. Um, How far and, did
1: you go with wanting to be a presenter? Was that just when you were a kid? Did you ever actually make any yeah, attempts like, to
2: do it? No, this was when I was at university. I remember saying it to one of the sort of, I remember, so these two girls, they were very like, sort of pretty and sort of together and they they hang around with each other and they were like they had really nice clothes my clothes were awful because I spent all my money on drugs and drink and then yeah they had once they said like they spent 35 pounds on a jumper and I was like oh my god why would anyone spend 35 it's equivalent of like about 80 now I suppose and I was like why would anyone spend that on it but I'd spend that on loads of like coke and stuff (laughs) And I, I was like spotty and weird and I was like yeah I want to be a presenter and one of them said oh I think you make a good presenter and I remember thinking wow she said that to me yeah. <laughs> but like the jump between I had no self-esteem no confidence The jump between that and then it was a long old road basically
1: until the bit where you got happy
2: oh yeah I had to get happy before I got successful with so I had to like I had to like I did all this spiritual work and it's like you have to be happy where you are and I was like, I can't be. If I'm not successful, I can't be. And then um, they were like, well, you have to be. These spiritual people were like, you have to be. Otherwise, you won't get what you want. You have to be happy in the now. So took about six years of learning how to do that. And then I got successful. True story.
1: And if one person was listening to this who could relate to the struggles you had earlier in your life with, you know, drugs, drink, et cetera, what, would, what advice would you give them? When I
2: struggled, they were the struggle, a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> <There is that. laughs> no, no, I'm joking. Looking back, though, it was like, oh, come on, get yourself together. Um, Do, like, I think it's all tied in the danger if you're drinking or doing drugs and, like, in an unhealthy kind of way. I wasn't addicted to drugs. I don't think I just, like was a mess just bloody loved them yeah all tied in but I think you can't really it's hard to like see stuff and it's hard to have self-esteem and stuff if you are constantly kind of drinking over the issue because Mm. you're you know you're using that as a crutch rather than so doing the work yeah so I do think everything clears but it's you've just got to make that jump to go into a different lifestyle and that's that's the painful bit and then it gets easier
1: lou thanks so much for talking to me can you please now plug anything you want uh tell the audience about the cuddle club and uh am i right in thinking you were doing your uh podcast with luke mcqueen again or you did a live one
2: Oh, uh, a live one of that yeah we might do more we might do more it's very silly we're just um what's that called why is your bottom so dirty? Um, it, I hope I haven't been too serious on this podcast. Bloody no,
1: else. I like I've you've been you've been your whimsical wacky self, but also a very good level of seriousness, which which is the, it's the kind of it's the kind of grey area I like to tread. Oh, for the very world.
2: LA, isn't it? Very LA. Um, yeah, just my podcast club. Might do some more with Lip Queen. Follow me online and um, see if it's your sort of stuff. I suppose
1: brilliant lou thanks so much uh guys please do press that subscribe button at home on almost famous rate the podcast leave us a comment too find us on instagram at almost famous the podcast and on twitter at pod almost famous and until next time thanks again for listening goodbye